video. So, we are live. We are filming. What's up, everybody? It is time for a very special uh, cross episode between the Independent Thinking Texans and our awesome guest here, Levi, with the Talking Trimmers podcast. What's up, Levi? It's about to be the independent thinking tremors in this one. Yeah. <laughs> I love All that. Right. I, I like that. I think, I think he just I think he just named the episode. Yeah. For absolutely. sure. For, for sure. sure. Love that. All right. The independent thinking Texans, it was just like right there anyway, so. Right. That was perfect, Thanks. man. Well, Levi, man, you know, I've been listening to uh to your podcast a lot, you know, and I really I love I think it's pretty obvious. You already know this. I love Tremors. You know, I grew up just watching Tremors. You know, fell in love with the character of you know Burt Gummer. He just kind of captivated me when I was a kid. You know, of course. And uh, but I and I tell you what, I always thought I was like the biggest Tremors fan I knew until I came across your podcast, dude. I mean. Your knowledge and enthusiasm of the franchise just blows anything I've ever uh, seen out of the water, man. It's called reading. That's all it is, man. Just read, read, read. Heck yeah. So do you? Uh, read, thank you. You read books. You read books about trimmers as well. <laughs> There's only one so far, so like it's not much, but it actually it's a fan fucking tastic book. May you uh, should write just, one. You should write another one. Uh, uh, actually, so there's a dude writing, writing one right now, uh, that covers from 2015 on to 2020, and after he's done, I kind of do want to, I want to write one on the whole, all the bullshit that happened. There's a whole bunch of, and we'll get into it, like the, uh, how Tremors got fucked over, but yeah, I honestly met, you say that like I'm like the biggest Tremors fans, I've actually met bigger Tremors fans. Oh wow, man! Dang, Dang that I'll tell you what—that really does—that surprises me, man. But uh, but we're, we're gonna have a great conversation here today. You know, I think that uh, I know we've been listening to each other's episodes, and I think that's awesome. You know, really set us up for uh, for what we're gonna do here tonight. Uh, can uh, I just say from my end, um, I I'm just saying that I don't know much about Tremors at all. To be honest, I've seen the movie when I was a kid for sure. Grew up in the '90s, '80s, and '90s. So, but um, I'm very excited to learn. On this episode, I'm just gonna yeah. sit back and let y'all kind of guide me, and uh, I really want to learn more about it. Yeah. And know? Boone has definitely heard me nerd out over. Oh trimmers yeah, no, and more I know. than once, and, and I know, and no I, doubt about and it. And I've seen the memes. <laughs> I've seen the memes. The memes. <laughs> I've been waiting for as I listened through. I was like, I've been waiting for that one episode where it's like, when's Levi just gonna do that? And you know, here's why Bert Gummer is the greatest American ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is. Yeah, that. <laughs> well, you know, this is actually kind of an icebreaker episode for me because, to be honest, I have not talked about my meme page too much on the uh, on the podcast. I, I think I have referenced that I have a meme page on the podcast, but but I've never never really. Uh, I don't know. I've tried to keep them kind of separate. You know, like they were two separate things. But yes, I do run. Uh, just to get it out there, I do run the uh, the Burt Gummer's Subterranean Meme Stash page on Facebook. Uh, I think we I, uh, last time I checked, it's over fifty thousand followers now. Uh, great group of people on there. Uh, you know what? And I think ever since I linked up with you, Levi, and with the Trimmer Saga people, it's done nothing but oh. get better for sure. 
that was actually one of the things I wanted to talk about, how we can use the internet for good things. Like that's you, I, I talk about it on my episodes, but I love what you do on the meme page so much because it's, a lot of people that don't get Bergummer and they like eschew things, but you are like this tried and true. Uh, you talk about it in your episodes where it's like you're like independent, like it's just straight up or ye- yellow flag, whatever that would be. And uh, fuck, it's, ama- it's, <laughs> it's amazing in these times of like, we, uh, actually, you do talk about it where everything is overly politicized. You're using politics in an angle to like actually tell a point to something. It's what the, it's a it's that good thing about. Uh, Politicians use lies to distort the truth, and artists use lies to tell the truth. And I think your memes totally do that. So, well, I I appreciate that, man. I'm, uh, you know, I, I've always been into making uh, libertarian memes. You know, before I've had before I did the Burt Gummer's meme stash one, I ran a Ron Paul meme stash uh, page, which got like. Uh, I think it had something like thirty six thousand followers before it got pulled. Uh, th- like the, on one day, they zucked something like, I think like uh, two hundred different pages and groups. Now, when they took something off, was it because of something specific you did, or was it yes. just like a? No, it, it definitely purge. was. It, it was uh, because I the name of the page was Ron Paul's Big Igloo, and so that kind of got it flagged. When uh, when they cracked down on those uh, on those specific meme page types, you know, uh, but yeah, did you have something to say, Levi? Oh no, I was just saying they cracked down on that, like anything that had to do with like they use symbols and stuff to. Oh yeah, that's you're trying to say something you're not there, so it's like ah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 No, for real, you know. But I but I was real lucky because like a month before they they got rid of that page. I was just watching Trimmers one day, right? And I just was like, Burt Gummer is like, he's like a ready-made meme, really. It's like, like for real. I mean, the creators of Trimmers back in 89 just kind of wrapped us up a ready-made libertarian meme. And it just kind of, you know, he... It just kind of sat there. Had to be discovered. Had to be, had to be chiseled out of the stone. And so... I was just watching Tremors and I was like, I got to make a Burt meme, you know, because I mean, who, who better to meme for the libertarian, you know, movement, this kind of liberty movement, you know, I don't even like to call it the libertarian movement. It's the liberty movement. You know what I mean? And so, uh, I made a Burt meme for my Ron Paul page and it did really well. And so I just, I made a few more and then eventually I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to make a whole separate page. And that's, that is what has become the Burt Gummer meme stash page. But I was really lucky I did that because I was able to kind of get a bunch of initial followers from my Ron Paul page. And then boom, when it got zucked like a month later, I was, I was set to go with my Burt Gummer page, man. And I just, I decided to just go with it <laughs> yeah, and I, and yeah. I took it, man. And, yeah. and, uh, you know, I, I really like it. You know, I, I like the, the, uh, the community that, that has come up around it. You know, you see so many people who like, I saw someone, someone on, on my page the other day said that they were just watching a Tremors marathon, you know, and they just thought to themselves, where can I find a Burt Gummer meme? You know, there's got to be some Burt Gummer memes out there, right? And they just found my page, you know? And, I mean, 
Here, here. Can I it's ask y'all a question? Where did y'all like? I, I really, I don't, I don't know the answers to these questions. I'm right. asking for real. Where did, when did Trimmer start? What year did this start? And I'm going to ask a two-part question. What year did it start? And when do you think, earlier you said something about it going downhill, Levi. Uh, when did that happen? You want to take that, Levi? You know, this is a huge, this is a huge question. And this is the best story of all time for conspiratorial wise. Uh, it starts in like 1975, 73. And the main creator of Tremors was on a boulder. Uh, and he was actually, he was drafted into the army, but he was such a nerd or whatever that they just had him uh, making films uh, at the, uh, shit, the China Lake uh, Naval Base. And he would just go out walking around and shit. And he was up on a boulder and he's like, oh, what if like there was something down on the ground that like tried to eat me and couldn't get me? And, like, wrote it down on a note because he literally carries it around all the time, put it in his pocket. And then years later, uh, the movie Short Circuit got made, and he made he actually created that, too, uh, with Brent Maddock. And they were, like, hot in the town, and their agent, Nancy Roberts, was like, all right, you have, like, one idea. What What's something that you want to make that's all yours? Like, this is the time anybody will write your ticket. And he was like, well, you know, I got this little one. They had called it Land Sharks at the time. That's where that whole joke ends up coming from. And lo and behold... All right, we'll start writing it. And then that was in like 1985. Actually, there's, this is blurry. It's like 85, 86. They start writing it. Actually, it might be 84 even too. So it's like, because it's a six-year process of writing the script of Tremors. So when people are like, oh, Tremors is a perfect movie. I was like, yeah, because it took six fucking years. To, like they just wrote it while they tried to shop it around town and nobody wanted it. Uh, they finally got like one meeting at Universal and we were like, barely gave them some money, ended up filming it in 1989. And then as with Tremors, they pushed back the release, got released in 90. And these people then, who I call Stampede Entertainment, which is actually Steve Wilson, Brent Maddock, Nancy Roberts, and Ron Underwood made this company. And they made actually a bunch of other films too, Hearts and Souls, uh, Batteries Not Included, uh, Wild Wild West. They wrote that one too. I'm always laughing oh, at yeah. that. That's funny. <laughs> No, no, no. I, as an aside, Wait, well, well, hold, hold up one second. Wild Wild West, like with Will Smith? Yeah. They, they wrote the, that? The, the, it was oh, their idea. You just blew my mind, man. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> as an aside, so like, I love the story of like how they got with the giant spider. They were just in a meeting, and there was this crazy-ass executive just like, give me pictures. I mean, what do you got for me? And they're just like, well... We had this like giant spider idea that we threw out in the first draft, and like giant spider in the movie, so that's why there's a a giant mechanical spider in Wild Wild West. That's awesome. Uh, But anyway, they ended up they end up making the first four Tremors movies and Tremors the series uh, because Universal literally keeps coming back and begging for more. Because uh, they have this phrase, and I will, I, I fucking repeat it all the time because I hate it. But Universal execs, actually, they repeat it too. There's lots of v- different variations of how they say this. You could sell an empty box named Tremors. Yep. So they would just fucking like, here, all right, we want Tremors. Okay, we're not going to give you any money. But the, what made those first four movies and the TV show good is that Stampede comes from a background of animation and actual like uh, puppetry. And stop motion and shit. Actually, this book, 
which I got from Steve, is one of Steve Wilson's books, and it's called Puppets and People, and it's legit, he wrote it all, and it's about, like, Ray Harryhausen and stuff, and, like, the early, early, like, stop-motion animation, and how to, like, translate it into film today. Uh, so that's why, tra- like, the practical effects of Tremors, everybody loves that, it's because of Stampede Entertainment. And then, lo and behold, as things were, like, going on here, Universal realized they could make a bunch more money without them, and literally just kick them out. And their, their legit reasoning, I always have to use quotes when I say this because it's so fucked up. We don't think you're very good at making low-budget movies. When the last four Tremors movies and the TV show had been all made for only, like, under $30 million. Which, if you know, four TV shows, four movies in a TV show is a lot. So then... Yeah, and then now I get angry, and like I said, then they made three movies, and uh, they killed off this one right here as a spoiler. Like that's yeah, in, uh, into the, in Trimmer Seven. Like, I think they killed him off because Michael Gross was getting a lot of sway with the fans, and there's that level of like people like you taking the character and making it their own. Right. So I think Gross on this stance of like trying to kill everything. Like, that's actually good about it, so they can, again, sell the empty box named Trevor. There's a lot more to it, too, but that's my... No, yeah, that's right, yeah. No, I think that, that uh, that's a very accurate assessment of, of what happened. You know, you bring up the stop-motion stuff and, uh, and the puppetry. I mean, that's just what made the first four films great. You know, and, and I, I, I tell a lot of people, like, the whole Trimmers franchise is just burned into my brain, but really... It's just the first four movies. I, I can't say that about five, six, and seven, you know. And I, I really, uh, since I made the meme page and I started just looking everywhere for any image of Burt Gummer that I could find, you know, uh, I, I, I had to find the, uh, the series, which actually I had never seen. Growing up, I had the attack pack. That's what I had growing up, you know, and I, and I thought that was like it. And, uh, fucking oh, love this thing. <laughs> yes, yes, the classic attack pack, man. That's the great one, dude. You know, I actually got the, uh, I have the seven pack now. And so, the, uh, the neighbor kid, my neighbor was telling me that his son loves trimmers, but that they only had the first movie. And his son was over one day, and I was like, did you know there's seven of them? And his son's jaw just dropped, man. Just and I was like, you've you've never seen the other ones, and I and I had to, I gave him the uh, the attack pack. I was like, here, these are all the good ones, man. Go watch these and go be you know go become a a fan, you know, a trimmerite for sure. Yeah, because that's what happens, you know. So so why is and and I think earlier, uh, Levi, you said something uh, about Burt Gummer, the character himself. Oh, uh, why for somebody who who doesn't know about Burt Gummer? Why uh why is his character become so prolific and so important? Uh has a lot to do with what Levi was saying about uh, every time I say Levi it's really weird. It's like an echo. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's, cool. yeah. It's, it's interesting though, it's cool. I was listening to your podcast earlier, like say, Hey Levi, what do you think about this? I'd be like, Well I think oh shit, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What Levi was saying about how, like, they when they wrote the first movie, that character of Burt Gummer, they were just, like, turned up to 11 
what what I know too is probably Steve Wilson's own experience with people like that, like coming from the military or whatever. So that's what that's where I know and it, and I know too when they made the character, there was a loving sense of that. And when you watch the first Tremors, Bert may be nuts, and there's those arguments or whatever. But again, everybody's a good person. Like there's no. I want to say bad people in Tremors, but there are bad people later on because Universal fucks that up. But um, and why Burt Gummer works is that he's he, as a a joke. Michael Gross injected his own sense of humanity to it, like just being like being a person, and turns that into actually. Uh, you were saying that in a in another message, Levi, about Ron Swanson too, where those libertarian characters get turned. By public perception, because you can humanize them. And that's right. why I love Bert Gummer and Michael Gross. Like, there's some things that, like, how he feels about the character. We're like, okay, well, what were you selling in the end? But I always go back to his thing about he doesn't point guns at humans. Like, that was his one. He had to legit stop writers in the fifth, sixth, and seventh movie and be like, like, guys, like, I have done this for the last 25 years. Bert doesn't point his gun at people. Like, there's giant monsters. We point the gun at that. Like, there's no. Yeah, probably a, probably another reason they killed him off too, because he started talking back. He like he started speaking out about that. that. So okay, that's part of the conspiracy of it, actually, too. Like, uh, you're not wrong. So, sorry, like that's not, like that's the legit truth. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's pretty he's pretty down the middle, actually. That way, like you see, I think his comments about guns on Bert have gotten like taken out of hand. And he actually says in the book, too, he actually loves owning guns. Actually, I've watched podcasts with him, and he's always like, no, I've got, like, guns back here. And he's pointing or whatever, like... So it's not that he, you know, hates them or whatever. And they talk about it in the book. It's just about... They didn't want any of the, like, NRA associations. So there's no... There's never an NRA sticker or bumper. But then I love that they have the don't tread on me flag in Tremors 3. So there's that, like, okay, he doesn't... He doesn't support the capitalistic idea of that liberty liberty movement, or actually, the, yeah, the capitalistic libertarian. He's going for that liberty movement itself. So that's where yeah. I think right. we can all relate. I don't think there's a single person who doesn't relate to that, wanting to be free and always be prepared, and that's really it. Like, no, I no, totally yeah. agree, and this ties that's back true. to Burt Gummer and why his character is so relevant, right? Too, because you're so right about that. I, I totally agree with that, man. Yeah, you know, and you know, Michael Gross, he, he just, he, he brings that character to life so well. And you know, a lot of people on my page give Michael Gross a lot of grief. And I've, I've I'll admit, I've made a meme or two p- picking fun at him. But you know what? I understand, unlike a lot of rhetoric you see online, I understand that an actor is just, an, is just that, an actor. You know, and I don't have to agree with all of their personal politics to appreciate the characters they play in a movie and to appreciate how well they bring that character to life. You know, I don't appreciate Sam Elliott's politics personally, but I've met the guy, you know, and he was a really cool down to earth dude. And that was, you know, I mean, what are you gonna do? We're all people, you know. Here's the thing, here's the thing, but, but, but you don't necessarily agree with this politics, but you don't disagree. There's things you agree upon and right. things you don't. You know, if just... me and Michael Gross sat down, I'll bet we would agree on a lot of the problems in America. We might just have 
we might disagree on how to solve those problems, right? And, and but this is so true with with everyone, right? With uh, maybe not everyone, almost everyone, ninety five, we'll say to be safe, percent of people, you could sit down with these people. And you're all going to pretty much agree on the problems of society, you know, like this is just, we all live in the same reality, you know, there might be in this country like 325 million of us, but we all live in the same reality, we're all in the same boat, you know, and, and that that's not a metaphor I, I like to use too much, you know, because that's one that could really be picked up by the authoritarians and run with, you know, but, but it is true, you know, if the boat's reality, the same problems, you know, affect us all. And I went off on a little tangent there, you know, but what I was going to say with uh, Michael Gross, if you ever hear this, I love you. I absolutely grew up just worshiping your characters, you know, and and I also like, uh, uh, oh, what's the name of the show he was in? The the name's escaping me at this moment. Help me out with this, Levi. What's that? Family Ties. Family Ties, that's right. Yes, oh, yeah. Family Ties. I don't, know if, I don't know if you've ever seen this one, but uh, Boone, but like if you're into like 80s Reagan kind of era politics, Family Ties is just, you know, that's that's the show that's going to that's going to hook yeah. your interest for sure. You know, very, very, very interesting show anyway. But uh, he was also Michael Gross was also in this uh, FBI's case uh, show. Okay. Yes. I can't remember the exact name of it now, but he played one of the uh, one of the bad guys uh, who gets in like a shootout with the FBI, and of course I've had to use some images from that scene for my <laughs> yeah. for my uh, my page, you know. But uh, and people will be like, "That's not a real Burt Gummer meme." It's like any meme with uh, Michael Gross holding a gun is a Burt Gummer meme in my book, right? <laughs> Well, he's got the stash. That's always my thing. That's why I yeah. keep this handy. There you go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, the stash. Hold on. Where's that? I had a... Oh, shit. Where'd it go? Oh, damn. I had a bong somewhere, but maybe I <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> Here. Oh, it's that Getting my dick sucked. For a Glock. <laughs> I'm always personally offended that he died without any guns. Like, that's... Oh, man. You know, I, I have seen the seventh movie, I think, twice. I think I made myself watch it a second time. And, I mean, I, I'm just... I'm not... You know, when Stampede Entertainment got out of the series, it just, it just so went downhill, man. And so much of it... I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to what I was talking about before the the, the stop motion and the and, and the practical effects was just everything, dude. It really was like so much of what made those first four movies great. Same thing. I mean, I don't see how they managed to screw this up. When you have a perfect example of a franchise that managed to screw this up, one of the biggest franchises in movie history, Jurassic Park. Okay. Comparisons lately to myself too. Like, there's a lot of like, God, you made the same mistakes. You, it's the same company too. So you're like, fucking hey guys. Like, yeah, there's a trend yeah. here. There's yeah. a trend here for sure. Or, uh, oh man. And then with the with the last three movies, they did nothing but rip off Jurassic Park. You know, so it's almost like they, 
they knew that I think they knew. They were just they're just you know, if Trimmers is a rag, they're just they're just wringing the last little drops out of it that they could, I think, you know, what was their was their big plan with that. I have a secret theory about that. So the reason that there's so many more like like if you look at the first four movies and then just Universal's Tremors with all the references and shit, they're all the Universal properties. Well, yeah, I think they kind of have to do that for legal reasons. But it's well, I mean, you can make jokes as you want to or stuff. But it's more just interesting to me. Like, just there's a bunch of Riddicks, a bunch of Pacific Rims, a bunch of Jurassic Parks. And I was like, I was doing the episode on Tremors 5, just like noticing that. And it literally came to me like halfway through, like, holy shit, these are all universal properties. Like, why are you referencing your own movies? Like, just, I think it's just so they can increase revenue. Think of our movies. Think of our movies. Go watch these better movies. Like, there's a, the TikTok Graboid, which if you're ever on TikTok, there's a dude uh, who just does tons of Tremors videos. It's fucking amazing. And there's one that he did where he legit synced up the sound from the kitchen scene in Jurassic Park to the kitchen scene in Tremors 5. And it's like... like, Legit match. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're just like (laughs) reusing old... Well, that's kind of like how, uh, you know, Disney... I'm sure you've seen like the the videos where they compare like different uh, old Disney animated movies and they use... Uh, they use the exact same motion sequence. You know, uh, just with a different background and different characters. Yeah. There's lo- the Lion King and Kimba and the Lost Forest or whatever, where they legit, the whole of the Lion King is basically just reselled animation from this old Japanese cartoon. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, but, uh... Cheap-ass shit. It's like... <laughs> fuck! Hey, so what do you think, Levi, Levi, on the phone, Levi... Um, what do you think about the, uh, like, like the way, like Hollywood today, and we've kind of talked about this on, on a couple of episodes a little bit is like, it seems like that everything they do is just recreating. There's no real, and I don't want to say no, but I mean, it's very little like new ideas or anything. It seems like everything's just either number 11 or number eight of a, of a series or that it's just some idea that's already been done. What do you do? What do you think about that? Uh, this legit comes from the mouth of Steve Wilson, which m- a lot of my tremors knowledge. I just listened to podcasts with him, and uh, Hollywood is legit run by marketing departments, uh, like legitimately, and they won't do anything that's not from a book or a comic or an- another movie and a whole bunch of line and stuff, which makes no sense to me why they would then kill tremors. Which has a like you had a whole like as much as I hate five through seven, they kept the technical lore consistent from the earlier movies. Besides completely erasing a fucking town, but that's another matter entirely. Uh, so like, why would they cancel it? But they don't want to do anything if it's not from a rehash property. Like that's legit. Like a. a Steve and Brent have been asked to redo Short Circuit again. Like they've already been asked to remake it. And, like, they're kind of like, I mean, you can. We'll be, like, over here. But, like, why would we redo a movie that we thought was really good already? Like, thank you. Like, so it's just all, it is all marketing department. Yeah, yeah, it seems like that's that's a big problem with even the the music industry that I'm in. It's a big problem there, too, man. 
I totally understand it's, that. It's literally, it's literally everywhere. Actually, there's a horrifying story that Steve tells where they were in a meeting with Disney to do a TV show, and they were talking to who is what used to be like executive producers. Like that actually used to be a legit job rather than a title. Was those people would search out projects and stuff. Actually, one of the only reasons that Tremors got made was there was this old-timey Hollywood producer named Jim Jacks that just loved helping little like little movies, little monster movies and shit. So he just went to bat for Stampede and then like died a year later. I'm always sad by that. But um, like they, had, they were having this meeting with Disney and legit talking to an executive producer came in the next day. The executive producer was fired and they were talking to the head of marketing. Yep. So that's... Yeah. And that was that. <laughs> what do you, like you know, and this is this is just what happens when, it, when an industry just falls completely to making nothing but capitalistic gains. And, you know, Boone, you were saying this the other day, and it, and it, really, is a, it really is a problem that needs to be addressed with, like, the pure kind of like I, I want to say like anarcho-capitalist kind of you know mentality out there and I'm a you know don't get me wrong I'm a very capitalistic person you know I, I don't like a lot of socialism I like free markets you know but I think there is a uh, there's a big difference I think between these monopoly I don't want to say like monopolistic because there are a lot of movie companies out there but there's only like what three or four of them that that really run the show. Like you know, their movies are going to end up in the theaters. Their movies are going what's going to get played on TV, right? When you know there are so many low budget, independently made, you know, films out there that people are making that are just that are just awesome. You know, I, uh, being a Civil War reenactor. I was back in high school. I got to play an extra in this in this independent film called The Retrieval, and that was just a real low budget man. I remember the director. Uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he was a real cool, down to earth dude. And uh, it was being made for the uh, for the uh, South by Southwest Film Festival. And uh, I actually got, I have a copy of it. I ended up getting a copy of it. It's in my movie collection here, but. Uh, just a great film, you know, but I've never met another person other than myself, of course, because I was in it. I've never met another person who's ever heard of this film. And it's like, what the hell, you know? Well, and there I, are independent film festivals and stuff like that that have that have tried to pop up, and I know that right. do exist. And there are like independent film circuits. I, I know they're, I know they exist, but they don't, you're, you're right, they don't get a lot of credit. I think, I think one thing, and I'll, and I'll, you know, pitch it back to y'all, but I think one thing is that when it comes down to anything, we can, we talk about movies, the Hollywood industry, music, I, I understand that people have to make a living and you have to make money and, and that's understandable, you know, like I, I, I'm totally for that, I'm for people doing well and getting rich, I, I don't even care, you know, I think it's good, I, but... I think the problem lies somewhere deeper than even a political thing. I, I really do because when somebody's when somebody's motive becomes only to make money, mm -hmm. that's if that's their first if that's their number one priority, 
then then there's a real problem there and there needs to be some checks and balances if everyone had that priority wouldn't we all just trash everything and have no checks and balances it would just be whatever we could get rich on i mean you know there's a real that that's a problem and uh, i think that's within our people in those industries should even really think about this man like look look at themselves in the mirror and think about it that it's good to make money it will come with good ideas but good ideas don't come when your sole intention is just to make money that's how you just decay things and what i hear y'all talking about trimmers that's exactly what happened you know they had there was this great idea that was organically made for years and years well written out well thought out and then but the intent was not to make money it was to tell a story and to have this liveliness of this of this story and this idea right yep. and then all of a sudden you know it, right there you know the intent became how do we make more money how do we how do we sell more of it you know how do we and this this goes across the board like name it you know yeah. it, it, it's it's like an it's like a uh, a problem with the way we think but yep tie that back over to y'all whatever y'all think no i mean actually i was about to say pretty much exactly what you said the problem is that hollywood these hollywood executives are more worried about making another dime than they are about actually entertaining the people with good quality films you know instead all they're doing is uh like like levi said that they're, they're selling trimmers in an empty box they're selling jurassic park in an empty box they're selling all these great franchises that lots of us grew up with, you know, that Jurassic Park is one that I just have to bring up because growing up, Jurassic Park was like my, oh dude, I was obsessed with that movie. Absolutely obsessed with, with all three of them, the three that were out when I was a kid, you know. Uh, I remember going to the theater to see Jurassic Park 3 and it was just like the greatest thing ever, you know. First movie I ever saw in a theater was Jurassic Park. Yes. What do you think, Levi? I, I know you like Jurassic Park, correct? Like I want the I want those new movies to be good so much, man. Because yeah, of all too. that, like me too. Yeah. Okay, as an adult, I can still tell you that I cry every time the the Brontosaurus. Actually, it's not that. It's when he said, "They're moving in herds." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> For sure, man. Yeah. Dude, that was a great Dude, movie, man. man I mean, you know, I haven't seen... I have not went to see uh, Dominion yet. Uh, it's in theaters. It's been in theaters for a couple of days. I'm I'm almost scared to go see it, man. I almost don't want to go see it. I have not it. heard good things, like, to be honest, you know? Oh, what was that? Levi, your audio uh, kind of skipped out. Scared to go see it, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I want it to be good. I just have watched the other ones, you know, and I'm like, nah, you know, we, I mean, we're, we're getting off course here, but we can talk about it. I mean, this is a free flowing podcast. So we'll, we'll talk about Jurassic Park for, for a second. Uh, with Jurassic World, they just like, oh man, I don't know what, all it is is a remake. They tried to sell it as a continuation of the franchise. But it was really just a remake of the first movie that they kind of, yeah. they threw some, oh, look, here's the old, here's the old visitor center. It's rotting away. So, you know, it's in the future now. Like, but, in, but you just remade the, the, the first movie. And now with, with Fallen Kingdom, it's like, oh, geez, you know? And so, yeah, 
But anyway, that that that's the end of the, my rant about Jurassic Park. Yeah, hey, Levi, do you do you agree with Tremors? Do you think that there was like, uh, and it seems like you do. I probably know the answer, but I'll let you explain more. Is like, do you think there was an organic uh, creation to this? Obviously, it seems like there was, but um, and do you think that's what one of the things that kind of really hindered it was this that corporate model from behind? Those marketing directors came in and just basically <laughs> ruined it. You know. Uh, that legit happened. So Stampede was writing Tremors 5 for like almost 10 years, from 2005 to 2015. I mean, like they, like legit, that is their timeline. They, you know, rewrote it seven or eight times, but over 10 years writing Tremors 5. And then they got kicked out. Uh, right as their, actually, I always love this, right as their right of first refusal clause expired, which was allowed them to say yes or no on a production. So right as that expired, after they've been writing something for 10, 15 years, 10 years, they take it, and then they fucking strip it. You'd think that, like, oh, hey, let's reuse the script. I've read that Tremors 5 script. They take all of the halfway things and kind of sort of put them together and you're like what this would have been fine why did you just cannibalize this and throw its corpse over there this is messed up and that's where if you're asking about the organic thought to things that's a legit so tremors one it comes from their background as puppet people and knowing how to make uh make effects work and hey if we have an underground creature we save a whole bunch of fucking money yeah so that was yeah, that's a great right. thought, man. Yeah. Yep. No, right. <laughs> they, are, they, are, they, they think low budget in general. Like the first Tremors movie was made for $11 million. The second one was made for $4 million. And I love the thought behind that because they knew, well, we got a second movie. How do we you know, one-up ourselves in a sense? And they're like, we can't do a Queen Graboid because everybody expects that. Oh, it's going to be a bigger, a bigger version of it. Oh, you know... So why not hate? And actually, Steve has a personal fascination with creatures that swarm. So he's like, hey, what if they the big one turned into a bunch of little ones? And so that's where you get that. Again, Shriekers are actually my favorite creature. Like, Graboids are classic, but Shriekers went out for me on, I would not want to see that in a dark alley, because I'm fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> and it just come in to, because it was, they were told that it was going to be the final movie. They were like, the Universal was like, we're all right, we've made enough money. We're not going to make any more Tremors. This is going to be your last movie. Close it off. And so they, they were like, all right, we'll close off the cycle. And that was the whole thing, a creature that flies so it can transport the eggs farther. And then they turn into Graboids and start again. So there's a legit level of thought here. And then even when they do the prequel and they go back, oh, they're tiny. And it's just the in-between stage of the egg and the giant one. So then they're just tiny. And I actually love those little guys. Because then in Tremors 5, because again, it's all about switching it up. I'm always personally pissed that Universal didn't go with there was going to be a shit ton of the baby Graboids. Because technically in the timeline, Bert hadn't encountered them yet. His grandfather had. So that we could, they could do this horror surprise on him in that sense. And it was going to make it like the baby ones don't show up on Seismos. So is that what the original script was? That there was a bunch of babies. Yeah, like they were in, and they were in a hot spot. It was supposed to be Australia, and it was just they had laid a bunch of ass blasters, had laid a bunch of eggs, and there was literally hundreds of thousands of them. And what is it? 
this is where I know Steve Wilson is a personal gun fan and knows the responsibility behind guns. Because there's a scene in the, the Tremors 5 that didn't get used where Bert finds an M100, uh, the, the minigun, you know, the Predator minigun right. or whatever. And he's shooting. He literally has to, like, there's so fucking many of these little ones, like, just doing this, which I love as an image, uh, that he's shooting them. But then he runs out of bullets in under a minute. He's, he actually, there's a, the line, I'm not getting it right, but it's, uh, you know, this thing shoots out uh, a thousand rounds uh, per second. So, like, I've only got, like, a minute and a half. I've got 16,000 rounds. I've only got a minute and a half of being able to shoot this. Like, <laughs> yeah. a, a very real world, like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, Steve loves, like I said, he loves guns. The reason that the... The Tremors 2 has that 50 cal scene. He fucking hates every other 50 cal scene in a movie. And he was like, I I need one to prove the actual power of this thing. Because like I said, he was drafted in the army, so he'd seen it. And that's why that shriek, boom! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's great, man. No, that's awesome, man. You know, the power the power of, of, of art, you know? Like, it's really yeah. a powerful thing, and... And it, you know, like guns, there's a responsibility with that to some extent. You know, when when big companies try to manipulate that for the sake of making money, or even for the sake of basically just trying to wash people's thought, is really disheartening. You know, uh, you know, inspiring people through art is is one of the great technologies of the world. You know, I, I believe truly of humanity. Yeah. You know, uh, I. I'm a big proponent of that, and that seems like what they really did with that franchise and Jurassic Park too, right? You know, as well. That one's another one. So, is there any other movies? I don't want to. I don't want to really. Uh, I don't want to really want to piss all over Universal, <laughs> but I guess since we're talking about it, <laughs> are there any other franchises that we could think of that were really good until they were maybe uh, picked up by Universal, or are we just like you know? What about uh, like Jaws? When did well, that I was start? actually just about to bring up Jaws, man. I can't believe you. <laughs> but I mean, Jaws was universal from the from the beginning. But you was know? it? So was Tremors too. Yeah. You know, but uh, but uh, you know, Jaws. We can't really say that CGI ruined Jaws, even even by the end of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think there actually was. Was it Jaws? Uh, oh shit! Which was it? Was it Jaws three? I think. With with the terribly CGI'd shark in the tunnel aquarium scene, you know. Yeah. Jaws was just one that they they should have left it alone after the second one. I'll give Jaws two a pass. I'll give Jaws two a pass. <laughs> it's a great franchise, though. It's been more honestly. Sharks are scary as hell. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, for real. Yeah, for real, dude. One of the scariest things, honestly, man. Like, so because we're in the ocean, you're in the water. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. so helpless, right? Yep. I mean, the ocean, so that's probably. <laughs> I mean, even even uh, even even Burt Gummer out there, man. You know what do you do? You know? Hey, you know, graboids are kind of like a shark in the sense that you know they're under the ground, you can't really see that's them. That's true. You know, good, they yeah. come up from underneath and they just get you, just like a great white. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I'm more afraid of graboids because you can't leave the ground. You know, yeah, I yeah that's graboids. true. That's true, yeah. But, like, yeah. graboids are everywhere. Actually, yeah. We asked my nephew once, like, hey, would you like Burt Gummer to be real? And he was like, no. Just instant, no. And we're like, well, why? Well, because then there would be graboids. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, man. So, so let's talk about Burt Gummer a little bit more. I know that uh, that that was definitely wanted to be one of the themes of this episode. You know, I think uh, we've talked before about how Burt Gummer was kind of created as a sort of a parody of the prepper slash militia movement that was taking place in the late 80s, early 90s. You know, and and that's why he's such a... The character of Burt Gummer is such a ready-made uh, liberty meme. You know, like I was saying earlier, you know, one of my goals when I started the page was I was like, you know, I'm going to take the Burt Gummer character and I'm going to kind of like do... For him, with that character, kind of like what happened with with Pepe and the alt right, you know. But I'm going to do it with Burt Gummer and the Liberty Movement, you know. But the the difference though is that Pepe was ripped completely out of context from a children's book, you know, and just used for something completely different. Whereas I don't really feel like I've done that too much with with, with Burt Gummer, you know. I don't feel like I ripped him out of context. I like I said, he was just so ready made. Like, I didn't even have to think about it, you know? And I really like... What was that? Like, I think... I said, I think Michael Gross would even laugh at your memes. Like, there's a lot of points that you make where you're like, okay, that's in character for what you're... You're taking their parody joke to the ultimate extreme. Right. Like, you were doing doing already. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, now, that that was really the, the, the ultimate goal, you know, with it, was to take their own character and... Just take it to the extreme. I, I think I've even said before, uh, you know, my, my page exists in an alternate universe where Graboids never attacked perfection and Burt Gummer can just focus on uh, on the government, right? <laughs> like, but... The context now that... I mean... Oh, what a different... What? Oh my God, that's wow, holy shit! Yeah, no, you know that—that's kind of the uh, the direction that I was trying to go with it was because I mean, Bert Gummer. Let's just talk about Bert Gummer in the first film. You know, he's this guy. He doesn't know graboids exist at this point, you know. But he has got a—he's got a fortress, you know. He's got all these guns. He's got food and supplies for five years, or you know, whatever he says in that one scene, and. uh it's like, why did you really have all this? You know, you're, you're super paranoid about the government, eminent domain. He talks about eminent domain all the time. So what we're you talking know, about, and maybe I what mean, they should do is come out with a, they should come out with a, a movie that's like Burt Gummer before Tremors. Yes. You know? Yes. An origin film. A Burt Gummer origin film. And Levi, what do you think out. about this? Would this be a good idea? Uh, I'm always into anything. I like to take there. You could sell an empty box named Tremors, and as Levi does, well, fine, fuck you. I'm gonna take that to the extreme, and all ideas are good. There's a way to work it in. I don't know. Like, I don't think you can make a whole movie about it, but that's where I love the TV show idea because that a great 45 minute segment on Burt Gummer before Graboids happened. I'm in. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's a good, good thought, man. Yeah, yeah, interesting. <laughs> No, you know, I, I I think you're right. It, it would be really hard to make a a full length uh, feature length movie out of out of that idea. You know, it, it would really take some some stretching of the imagination. They should I do. Think. They should do uh, like a, a cartoon 
style. You know, yeah, just yeah, like a I quick like thirty minute cartoon or something. That would be cool. I know there as are long some as it was well done there. and really thought out. You know, and not some not some half ass political thing, overly political thing. That it was that it was well thought out. You know right. that it, you know the right people were involved. Let's say you know. Yeah, I know that there is someone out there who's making who makes uh, these Burt Gummer short cartoons. I I don't really know exactly who it is making those. You might know, Levi. They're on, like, YouTube. Uh, you know, they might have been actually put out on, like, Michael Gross's own channel. I'm not real sure. Shorts? Yes. Oh, the Michael Gross, Burt Gummer for president? He writes those. So, the only reason that 5 through 7, Tremors 5 through 7, have any semblance of, like, you can kind of watch them, or actually more so that, uh, I guess, the, the canon and the lore and even Burt Gummer himself stays true is Michael Gross because he writes shit right he's always writing all of those little shorts you see are all written by him and he just comes up to them he's like hey I kind of want to do this let's fucking do it and like what are you going to do say no no he should be the one he should be the one that writes the story right like that has at least some hand in that right I mean I mean at this point Michael Gross should just, they should just give him the Tremors franchise. He is the fr- Tremors franchise. Yeah. You know, there, there, there is no Tremors franchise without Michael Gross, period. You know, I mean, it, it really just blows my mind that, 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 they've, that they've killed him off now with number seven. And it's like, where do you even go with this now? You, you, are they going to do a number they, eight? Are, I mean, I don't know. Levi, you are the would be the person to know. Is there any talks for a Tremors eight? This is where I, I this is where I know it's a conspiracy. All right, or or there's something happening behind the scenes. All right, because oh fucking god, they weren't going to make a Tremor seven. All right, they made a Tremor six, and they were kind of as I keep saying that all the time. We're not, we're done making them. Uh, but then the Tremors 30th anniversary happened. And there was so many people that showed up to it that Universal literally said, oh my God, there's a bunch of like interest for this. Let's make another film. Yeah. And their response to fans loving Tremors was to kill off the fan favorite in a new movie. Like that's where I think, oh yeah, we see all of you guys coming out for Tremors. Okay, we're going to kill your hero. Actually, one of the cute days at the 30th, like they're asking all the people, for the cast and crew, ends, it legit ends with this girl standing up and crying and saying that Burt Gummer is her hero and like taught her how to be a better person. And I always think like, man, if she ever finds out that like her loving Burt Gummer made Universal kill Burt Gummer, like what in the fuck? Yeah, it seems like a... You know, it'll be one of those things if they keep going by number 10, they'll be begging him to come in for a cameo. Yeah, right. <laughs> Why, uh, Michael Gross has said that, like, well, technically you don't see a body or whatever. And they fi- they filmed an alternate ending, which is even... And it, they filmed an alternate ending, but what's worse is that when you watch the movie, there's a fucking montage at the end that makes you think that Michael Gross died. Like, I, every time I rewatch it, I have to, like, check my phone. Did he die? Is this an in-memoriam segment? No? Okay. Like, so it's not really leaving shit open-ended. It's a horrible montage to ham-fist it. And so there's maybe a Tremors 8, but that's where the the conspiracy comes in. And we're we're far enough in where I can, I can say this. 
free enough. I doubt anybody will listen. Yeah, go for it. You got the floor. So Stampede got fucked, yo. I've said this enough. Uh, it's actually kind of illegal what uh, Universal did. Um, and as I, I have been on a Tremors fucking kick, actually, ever since they killed Burr Gummer and I watched the movie, I have been on this kick of like, what the fuck happened here? When you watch the movie, too, it doesn't even make sense. Like, it's this very, like, campy B-movie. Honestly, I like Tremor 7. Until that ending happens, you're like, you didn't even telegraph that shit. What the fuck were you thinking? So I would, like, rant on Reddit about it, literally. And I ended up finding all this stuff that I've been telling you where, like, they, they had completely created all of the ideas in Tremors and got it taken away and end up, like, compiling all of this information together. And there's a, a frequently asked questions area on Stampede Entertainment's website which they still answer today. I always tell everybody that. Go to stampedeentertainment.com and ask them any question you want about Tremors and they'll answer it. Okay. And somebody had said, oh, hey, did you know there's like this copyright law that like after 35 years you can like try to get your franchise back? And they were like, oh, no, we didn't. But, you know, we haven't thought about it. But I read that and I was like, well, shit. Like, let me go like look this up. I legit looked up like copyright lawyer. Like, that's what I did on Google. I found this guy, Mark Tobaroff, and I was like, you know, shot in the dark. He actually was working with the guys who made Predator to get the rights back to that. He got the rights back to Friday the 13th to Victor Miller. Uh, and I was like, hey, hey like, I'm going to send him all this shit. And like around Burgummer Day last year, he got back to me and he's like, oh, yeah, no, I'd love to talk to Stampede and try to get this back and get this going again. And again, secretly... They still are. It's just, they can't, nobody can say, like, anything, like, officially released yet. But, like, because it's, it's like a two to three year long process. Like, you have to put the papers in, and then it goes through a whole fucking court system. And, but, and yeah, maybe a couple years time, we might get a Stampede Entertainment drummer. All right. That could be real interesting, you know. Uh, you know, one thing I've thought about, because people... Yeah. People talk about, you know, oh, Burt Gummer's not dead. You know, he didn't really die in Tremors 7. They're going to make a Tremors 8 and he's going to come back. What do you think about, like, you know, Michael Gross, he's getting old. You know, we can't ignore that. What were you, what were you going to say? I know where you're going with this. Keep going. No, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just going to say, like, uh, like, he's getting old. How many more of these movies, really, practically speaking, you know, could he really do? So, I mean, like, if Tremors, if Stampede was to come back and try and remake Tremors, and you, you can go off with this, you know, wherever you want, but one thing I was curious about what you would think, who would make, like, a good replacement for Michael Gross if they were to try and revamp the Burt Gummer character? In all honesty, it has to be Kevin Bacon. Uh, All right. oh, he is yeah. that age. He's that age right about now. That would be perfect. Yeah, that would be a good one. It's not A, everybody wants it, and B, Kevin wants it himself, too. The real why it needs to happen is almost for Kevin Bacon's personal story. In the terms of everything, like... To have like rejected the franchise for so long. Like I do I try to give Kevin Bacon some uh, slack because when he made when he made the first Tremors, he was having a baby with Kira Sedgwick, but Kira Sedgwick for the first time. 
And actually, in the scene where uh, Walter gets eaten, the Asian guy, uh, Asian guy gets eaten, is the scene where they called him on set and was like, hey, your wife's having a baby. So he literally like ran out and came back a couple days later. So Kevin Bacon has some with Tremors that he needs to work out. He wanted to do the second one, but he didn't want to do sequels. Uh, and he's actually, I just did, and I would, if you like anything that I've been saying today, the only episode of my podcast I recommend is the last one I did, where I do Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward and Michael Gross and Reba McIntyre, all from the Lost Tremors 2 Lost Monster script. And I really think Kevin Bacon, that character of Val, needs to come back to just... To legitimize the franchise. I think if you brought anybody else, I think if you were, because there's Jamie Kennedy and people are like, <laughs> done. And he's like, okay. So, I mean, I again, no hate, because he's an actor to Jamie Kennedy. I actually agree with some things that he feels, but like, he's not, please don't make Jamie Kennedy the lead of the Tremors. No, franchise. I think Kevin Bacon yeah. is actually a great suggestion, man. I think that would be a really good you know, uh, fit for uh, like if they if they wanted to re, you know, rehash it again. I think yeah. I think having it in the right people's hands, you know, uh, is always very important. Though, um, really, you know, there's something I actually wanted to talk about before we get get yeah, you know, want to wrap this up. I really wanted to touch on this a little bit uh, because I feel like that uh, it's an interesting subject, and uh, maybe we could tie it into Trimmer somehow. I'm sure we could if we're yeah. creative enough. But I think it's something that does touch everybody, and that is. Um, you know, I battle with this myself, just in full honesty, is like that, you know, I, I see the good in social media and like YouTube and videos and this mass connection that we have to the world, you know, to each other through through forms of media. Uh, and I also see the, the extreme downfalls and the dark sides of it as well. You know, I think both are, are, are there to see, but... Uh, I I really wanted to emphasize or or, or have y'all just speak on some of the good things that you think uh, come from connecting like we do today and like some of the things maybe we could focus on moving forward more uh, and uh, like just anyone who's interested to kind of focus on channels that were more positive. Uh, What would y'all say some of those things are? Like as far as social media and things are concerned. Uh, Well, I mean, you know, when it comes to social media, I think one big problem with it can be echo chambers, you know, which uh, everybody can fall for, you know, at some point in time, uh, can fall for an echo chamber. Some people could even say that my page, you know, it, it is an echo chamber. What know? is that? Your Burt Gummer Like page? my Burt Gummer page, yeah. Well, but you know? in some I mean, ways, but think about the, it. If you go in the comment section of my Burt Gummer page... It's gonna be an, you know, I'll admit that I can admit that, you know, I'm just, I'm just a guy who makes memes, you know, I mean, and, and I the can. Comment. Memes are an echo chamber, but the comments can get like that, but your memes aren't. That's what exactly. Right. No, exactly. Yeah. It brought us to here, you know, yeah. you know, yeah, having no, this yeah, conversation. Sure. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I, you know, I don't even, I don't even know. I, honestly, I don't think there is a way you can really fix social media. I think it's kind of a jack that's out of the box, and there's just, I mean. I don't see how well, you Well, what could. is this about just the ability to connect with each other through forms well, of... Well, that's art. an amazing ability. That's an absolutely amazing ability that brings us together. And it also allows us to to spread our message. You know, I mean, memes. Memes are a great example. I kind of see... I, I, I reference, you know, like the meme wars a lot. And the meme wars of today, if you, if you know history, 
And you know about like uh, the, the decade before the American Revolution and the uh, the sort of pamphlet wars that were going on. This is a real thing. You know, this happens. Yeah. Thomas Paine. Thomas Paine. Sure. He won the pamphlet wars, right? I mean, he he was he was the 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 shit poster of his time. He said that anyone who didn't support the revolution would could go off and be a cuckold to the king. Anyone who knows what that means <laughs> knows that. That was a shit poster move for the 1700s, okay? Like, no doubt about it. And the meme wars are sort of the same way. I mean, anyone who says that they don't have an influence over modern politics and stuff like that is really kind of fooling themselves. You know, it's it's not a myth that, like... you You know, Donald Trump got memed into office. That is not a myth. That is a fact. You know, and I think that that is also one of the reasons that they have cracked down so hard since 2016 on social media is because they realized that, oh, crap, this unregulated, you know, propaganda giant, which is pretty much all social media is, you know, can be used in any which way, you know, it's it's kind of like a free market kind of thing. You know, who's getting more likes? Who's getting more shares? That kind yeah. of thing, you know, or who's paying and, for and more that aspect of social media, I just don't think is going to go anywhere. You know, I don't see it going away. Yeah. Nor should it. Honestly, that's I. I sent the message to you about why social media is good, and I wanted to flip that where it's the internet is good because that's a connectivity thing that you guys are talking. As you talk about it, uh, actually, Boone, you especially were talking about the best way to solve any problem is to actually connect with a person. Get down, sit down and talk, and like actually figure it out. Uh, and I think that's that's what makes... Again, it's not social media, I swear to say, it's, it's just the plain internet. I, I, I grew up in that era of forum boards. I always love a good forum board. And that's not social media to me. That's a, yeah. a congregation of information. Right. Right. Uh, and that's what we actually that's what we the people in the Trevor saga we try to do with what again that fuck you oh it's, it's an empty box named Tremors well then I'm gonna we're gonna sell everything everything and this is all really good information here's where it's at so you can use it because it's been kept behind bars and shit by people there's a bunch of scripts that aren't supposed to technically be shared but it's like like fucking are you gonna release the the pilot, fuck you. We're gonna fucking put that out there. Oh, you're not gonna release the real Tremors? Well, then we'll just actually put it out. Actually, the reason that the there's an article on the Tremors Five Gunner Down Under, and the reason the script got put out there was me on my my Twitter account. Just like this was like last year, like talking about Tremors so much that somebody else found me. It was like, hey, I'm in Australia, and I'd love to like talk to Stampede. And I legit just directed them, like I just said, to go to their Stampede Entertainment, frequently asked questions, ask them a question, and they'll email you back. No no, no joke, you guys should do it. Because, like, Steve will often, like, email back. Like, you'll get a legit message from Steve. And that's where I said, Levi, I'm like, I've shown him all your shit, and he loves it. That's what I like. So, there's that, like, this right here, we're connecting. Oh, like, the fact that I'm, like, talking to Steve Wilson, holy shit, there's another one. I mean, like, yeah. That like, is crazy. I get, like, as I say that too, and I even, I've written them in that, it's like, hey man, it takes me like a a week or two to respond to you because 
die get all combobulated. <laughs> Holy shit, you're Steve fucking Wilson. Like, you made my favorite movies. <laughs> you know, it can and, definitely... And, it can definitely seeming like if you're an, an an artist or somebody who has created anything, any even even a a business, you know, you can really connect with uh, the people whom really support your stuff and pay for it and support it, and you can kind of know what they're thinking, you know, and and get feedback from people. Whether or not you, however you use that, is up to you for sure as the creator. But I think that's I think that's helpful. I think before with you know, music or movies and art, you know, there was always a, uh, once it got to this point and a, co- a huge company got involved, they, there was no way fans had any say-so as to what type of a direction it took or in, had any influence in it, you know? And maybe maybe they shouldn't have too much influence for the creator, but I mean, at least for them to get feedback from people who also love the idea and what's been created, you know? Again, back to that money thing, instead of, how much money can we make off of an idea? You know, how can we ring it out? It's yeah. like, you know, no, let's Instead keep this of, shit you know, cool. What can you we know? do for our loyal fans? Yeah. you know, to, to keep the, to make this idea what it should be, even if it's, you know, even if there's only five movies, if that's where it ends, whatever, you know. But but to give it the credit and then let it move on, you know, let another idea be born, you know. I think also dragging out things. Do y'all agree that how far can you drag things out before you kind of have to? The Simpsons are like. <laughs> Hold my drink for a second, dude. No doubt about that. Holy cow! I love. You got to know when to when to walk. Actually, that's always the from a storytelling perspective and trying to give people something that matters. You got to know what the ending is. It's a huge. It's a huge part of it. And it will live on. It will live on for generations to come. That yeah. way, I feel like if you know when to, you know. When to do that? But uh, in a minute, we're gonna shut off our end in a minute. But I just wanted to give y'all any closing statements or anything else you wanted to cover on our end before we do. We have some time. I just wanted to yeah. just approach y'all with that, so you have some time to. No, you know this is a uh, this is a crossover episode between the Independent Thinking Texans and Talking Trimmers. So, Levi, is there anything else on your end that you wanted to cover? Uh, you know, and uh, and we can keep the conversation going. You know, and even if we uh, even if we ended our on our end, we can keep the conversation going on your end. It's 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 we are a free flowing podcast here. No, no, I was gonna say I don't ever stop recording until the the thingy turns on. All but, right. <laughs> actually, it was gonna be. There's a great idea of ending there where uh, I have personally mapped out like Tremors is an amazing idea. I'm always so pissed that it's been short shifted. Because the movie Tremors 4 proves that you could go anywhere with the idea. And it would honestly, like, legit work out. Because uh, they go back in time. Like, that's always the... So then you just go different. One of my Tremors favorites, by the way. In fact, I think it's my second favorite other than the first one. No, it's my personal favorite. I always... It is my... I will defend the fuck out of Tremors 4. Because it's... It knows the first three movies happened and... It, Fucking, it fucks with you in great ways while also doing something new and great jokes on itself. And then the Hiram character and that legit transformation is always like, oh yeah. Oh, you see, at the end it just sets it up so perfectly, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm always like, just really mad, I guess. 
when when the discussion stops, and I could tell like from Stampede's side, and that's where conspiratorially, like I always get really mad about this, where it's like they just kicked out people who were like working on an idea for a long ass time, and who they have their own ideas. Again, all a lot of my ideas that I go from is like, oh yeah, no, they've already thought of this, so we just keep it going, and like what they deserve an ending. Like that is my biggest like they yeah. they deserve a legit hey here's a nice big budget for tremors just fucking do it man whether that's a movie or a TV show either just like please end it properly and then we don't like you've seen this Levi like there can just be some dumb people when it comes to fans and I'm just like come on man like we make that last movie to teach everybody that what we had made before was crap and like hey no what we all really want here is some legit art and entertainment like not it's not not about turning your brain off because that's kind of what makes tremors fun is you just get to have just get to have fun with it but like somebody making a movie that cares i guess that's my like rant Dude, I, I really love that ending and i and i think and i i love what you said right there i i think that's actually a very fair point for people who love it is like it, it good things really do deserve that good pe- yeah. great pieces of work like that deserve that and to watch it just go into the abyss of the unknown what is it going to go to number 11 and be some shell of itself is it already you know it, yeah. that would be a shame you know a proper ending would be in in uh seems a mandatory thing for something like that it should be really i mean it's right. so much of the story. It's just as important as the body and the introduction to the story. Yeah. You know? But I, and then I'm going to ask you one more thing, and then I'm going to shut off my end. We're going to end it right on this. Uh, besides Tremors, Levi, on the phone, Levi, is there? what do you think is one of the... I don't want to say the best, because I know that's a big question, okay? But off the top of your head, one of or a couple of your favorite movies other than Tremors? Okay, so... Uh- Jesus Christ. I have to give a plug. Everybody should watch everything, everywhere, all at once. That movie's amazing. That's all I got to say on that one. But on a real note, I have to give, we've been talking, and we've been talking about these shitty, shittiness of Universal, Jurassic Park, and what they're doing with Tremors. I think that the Fast and Furious franchise is exactly the model that Tremors needs to follow. And it's some of my favorite movies. Because they, man, they know how to ramp. I, that's funny because it's a car or whatever. But they, yeah. Yeah, man, just fucking everyone. Like, they know that they're topping themselves. They know what they did in the movie before. And they're like, yeah, we're fucking a bunch of that. We're doing even more. They snort a line of cocaine or something and they just, like, go off. It's what you could tell Don Michael Paul was trying to do with the, the new Tremors movies. But, like, he just did too much cocaine instead. There wasn't any thought behind it. He was just. There's a filter! Oh, we're in, we're in South Africa! Everything's blue! Let's put a fucking filter on it, man! Yeah, <laughs> We'll go to bat for the Fast and Furious franchise. Like, I'm always, like, and that's... I'm actually really sad that Justin Lin just decided to leave because he's what I thought was really, like, from the third movie on was, was what was making that trajectory really yeah, keep awesome. going up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was actually, that actually, I do, I was really into that franchise for a while, and it's not, be, I didn't turn it off because I was disinterested. I just, you know, 
I really don't watch movies like I used to watch it when that franchise was really getting getting started. But I've always enjoyed those movies. I thought they were good. Yeah. And Levi, what do you, do you have one off the top of your head that you haven't mentioned before that you oh, think? Oh, man, favorite movies, dude. Yeah, I mean, I've got so many movies. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, and you watch uh, a lot. Oh, I watch a, a lot fan. of them, too, you know. So, I mean, it's really hard for me to... For me to pin down, you know, my, you know, I, I definitely have my favorite, like, franchises. Uh, but if I had to do one other than, you know, like, Trimmers of Jurassic Park, I guess I would have to go with, like, a, with a, histo- I'm going to have to say a historical one here, man, you know, and I'm going to say, like, like, if I'm just at home and I want to pop in a movie to kill time, Let's say kill six hours, <laughs> Lonesome Dove. Yeah, Lonesome I, Dove. Yeah. I am a freaking sucker for. I could watch Lonesome Dove on repeat every day. The book was written by Larry McMurtry, um, who, yeah. is, who is his son is a musician, James McMurtry, and even his grandson as well, you know. Yeah. Both Texas musicians. They travel all around, but. Uh, great one, yeah, that's a good one. No, what about, uh, what about Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh, that's a great one, man. It's a good yeah. one. Right? The soundtrack to that one. Oh, the oh, I have the soundtrack on CD, dude. I mean, come on. I mean, oh, dude. T Bone Burnett, T Bone Burnett did the soundtrack to that, and he also did the soundtrack. He did the soundtrack to a lot of movies, but he did the soundtrack. He put together the soundtrack to a movie called Crazy Heart with Jeff Bridges, and that movie got oh, Ryan. Yeah, have you seen that one, Levi? Yes, you have. That's a good yeah, yeah, it's a good one. You know, and I, I'm into the music, like the the ones with the good good music of all sorts. I always like that stuff. But yeah. I see a lot on your wall here. I could name, but I'm going to yeah. turn my end. Well, hold on. Okay, wait, 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 one more thing, though. Go one more it. thing before we kill this, because yeah. I have to mention this, because this is <laughs> on our end. This is the independent thinking Texans, and I just have to mention that Levi, you live right now in uh, Illinois, correct? No, Iowa. Iowa, Iowa, Iowa. That's right, Iowa. But you are a native Texan, as I understand it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. So this is still a truly authentic episode yeah. of three independent thinking Texans. And uh, where where were you from in Texas? Like what what region? Fort Worth. Fort Worth. Oh man, yeah. I lived in Fort Worth for a while, dude. Love love that. Love love Fort Worth really. Da- born in Dallas too. I was. Uh, that's great, man. And uh, y'all getting storms up in Iowa? Uh, we were actually supposed to get a derecho yesterday, but that didn't happen. So okay, yeah. Oh well, man, we are in a bad drought right. down here, man. Real bad drought down here. But uh, yeah. Well, thanks for yeah. doing. Yeah, thanks for doing this. We're gonna end it on our end, but uh, we can keep chatting. But yeah, we're thank gonna you. stick around on your end. Yeah, thank you very much, man, for doing this. We want to say thank you so much for listening to our podcast, The Independent Thinking Texans. A lot of times, you know, we may not necessarily know what we're saying or doing, but who really does in this world? It's a busy, busy place. Thank you so much for taking the time, though. We do appreciate it. Keep thinking for yourself, always and forever. Have a great day.